it up, pick it up, pick it up. From MechanicalHub.com, this is the Make Trades Great Again podcast with your host, Eric Ani. That's me and my good friend, Annie Mickelson, all the way over in Missoula, Montana. We are two small business owners with a passion and a bit of experience in the trades. So thanks for joining us on our venture to make trades great again. Enjoy. All right, Andy, I hit record. So we are recording now. How you doing, man? I'm doing good, Eric. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Say, I want to welcome everybody to the Make Trades Great Again podcast. This is our first episode, or maybe our trailer, if you will. We want to give you a little insight on who we are, what we plan to do with this podcast, and leave you with a little fun fact. So I will start. I'll let you know who I am. I am Eric Ani. I own Ani Plumbing and Heating and also part owner of MechanicalHub.com. I live just north of Minneapolis here in Minnesota and have been a plumber for oh, over 20 years. I'm a master plumber licensed here in the state and I run my own little one-man show. I do a lot of service. I do a lot of uh, boiler installs, tankless water heaters, that kind of stuff. So a little more on the technical side and I actually just love being a plumber and supporting my family with the skills I've learned by working in the trades. Andy, I'm going to hand it over to you and we'll get your uh, intro information. Thanks, Eric. My wife and I started Mickelson Plumbing and Heating about 10 years ago. We've got two full-time employees and we serve the residential, light commercial service and retrofit markets in the western Montana area. I started into the trades about 22 years ago, right out of high school. I absolutely love working with my hands. Uh, One of the things that's really always kept me interested in the plumbing and heating trades is being able to create something, making something, making solutions for my customers. So it's really helped keep me engaged. It's just been a really great career to be involved in. With that said, I'm actually really excited to do this podcast with you and help share that awareness with anybody that's interested or even has a remote interest in creating a career path for themselves you know, one of the things that this trades or the trades in sell themselves, not just plumbing, brings to the table is the ability for someone who's motivated to just absolutely excel. There's the sky's the absolute limit for it. If you wanted to just go in and be a, a plumber, well, guess what? That barely exists. There are a handful of people that like to just find that happy lull and and do their thing. But if you've got the motivation and the will to learn this trade, there's absolutely no end to it. It's it's incredible, and I'm excited to share that with everybody. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. Um, you know, my, my goal here with this podcast is probably very similar to yours. I want to share my experiences of working in the trades. I actually dropped out of college to become a plumber. Um there's a little bit of background story there we won't get into today, but you know, maybe it's interesting. Maybe other people have found themselves uh, in a similar position or went through similar experiences. So we're going to share that kind of information. We're going to talk to different people in the industry. Uh, this will be more of a conversation between Andy and I and about our experiences uh, and less of an interview type of podcast. Uh, at least that's our goal right now. So with that, 
I want to get into just something that we plan to do each week is share uh, something we found interesting in the, you know, some somewhere in the trade industry. Uh, and I found this really cool because it kind of covers, uh, well, it totally covers a few different trades. And Andy, so I found a link on a, a website to a TV channel in mid-Michigan. It's called Fox 66. The title of the article was Youth Can Explore Skilled Trades in Free Summer Program. And what it is, is uh, starting next week, actually, there is going to be, for the rest of the month, um, a program open to ages 7 to 17, boys and girls, to attend uh, and learn basic skills in plumbing, electrical construction, and the culinary arts. And what they're going to do with this group uh, run through a church program is build a small building like a uh, like a shed that's going to have all the above the the plumbing electrical they're going to learn how to build the shed themselves and you know and then once a week they're going to have a a chef come in and they're going to make their own food this group of kids are and i thought this is so cool because it's free to kids it's something going on in the community and it's going to expose a lot of people what it means to build something take a pile of materials and turn it into something useful and they're going to get different experiences like the electrical plumbing uh and they're going to feed themselves so that's i just thought that was really cool and i wanted to share that with everybody so check out in your community if there's anything like that happening and definitely uh get on the boat see how you can how you can uh maybe volunteer or put your skills uh to the test to help teach a young person something like this i thought that was really cool and andy you had found something that was probably way more interesting than than I expected it to be. Can you tell us about that? It, yeah, so I was uh, searching around trying to find my tidbit and uh, came across a article label or titled uh, Beetles That Can Survive in Volcanic Areas uh, Inspires New Cooling Materials. Well, with our uh, involvement in the trades and in the plumbing and heating side of things, this kind of sparked my interest, but a group of researchers at the University of Texas, Austin, along with an international team have discovered a new, some new information about a species of long acorn beetle. So this beetle can control its body temperature enough to survive in volcanic areas of South, Southeast Asia. It, they're saying that it can survive in ground temp or in areas where the ground temperature is over 158 degrees, which is pretty stinking hot for a beetle. You know, if you think about it, you're on the ground. Uh, when the beetles get hot, they say, they're saying that they just remain still, stop foraging, and take and they avoid taking on any excess heat from that movement. What they found is a triangular fluff um, on its wings that play an important role in reflecting sunlight and radiant energy. Uh, that helps them shed that internal body heat at the same time. So they're not overheating. So what they've done is they've used the information that they discovered to create a photonic film based on the beetle's wing structure using flexible materials that are strong enough to uh, be useful for us. And they're able to manufacture this on a large, large scale. So what the film does is it's a, a passive cooling device meaning that it doesn't take any energy like the systems we use to keep our buildings cool or cars cool. Uh, so they're able to take this film that they're building and apply it to things. It could be sports gear, or cell phone cover, or something of that nature. 
And what they've found is that that film is able to reduce the temperature of an item in direct sunlight by as much as nine degrees Fahrenheit. So you think, well, nine degrees, that's not significant, but is it? I mean, you think if it's a hundred degrees out and it feels like your body's 90. Well, that's the difference of you running a fever and you not, or being comfortable. So that's uh, I thought it was pretty cool. Yeah. Well, triangular fluff got me hooked on it. I thought that was a <laughs> yeah. really cool technical term. And uh, <laughs> so I'm going to be walking into to my local wholesaler in a, in a you know few years from now and just be like, hey, you got any of that triangle fluff? You know, like I'm all, right. you know, yeah. I wonder yeah. if triangular fluff comes in a bucket. It might, it might come in a bucket or, or possibly a, a you know, easy open bag. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, it's really cool. I mean, you're right though. You know, nine degrees. Oh, it doesn't sound like much. Uh, every piece of equipment, every electric motor, every, uh, heat exchanger, every ballast, everything's got an upper limit on, you know, uh, things, parameters like temperature. I mean, temperature is probably right. one of the biggest things. So when you're put a load on a piece of equipment, it's going to, there's a breaking point and that breaking point, how, whatever it is that, you know, let's, we're talking temperature right now, but if it's 190 degrees and you, you know, that equipment gets 190 degrees, it's going to shut itself down. I don't know what this equipment is. It doesn't matter, but if you can get it, right. if you can keep it 181 degrees, then it never reaches that 190. So like, isn't that, right. you know, it's, that seems to be pretty significant it, this way. At least that's what I learned from the story that you, you know, it, it it's not about the actual number. It's about preventing certain situations, you know, and I think we could do that with that. That's really cool. So beetles yeah. in the mouth of a volcano. How is that related to the trades though, Andy? Like how, how, how does that affect us? If we as tradesmen are, engaged in the the information that's out there um, looking for new means of, of doing things. It's going to keep us valuable. Uh, it allows us to go to our customers and say, Hey, you know what? I, I know this, this, this materials there. Uh, now, granted we're maybe years or decades from this cooling fabric being something that's in the, the uh, in your local Johnstone, but it's something that we may see, in the near future, one of the things that they were talking about was uh, being able to apply this film to solar panels and so that they could, um, you know, basically like retract the film when they're, whether it, you know, to, or extend the film to prevent overheating of panels when they're not in use. So that's something that theoretically in the, in the electrical or the thermal, thermal energy side of things, we could we could see that as a very likely possibility. I love how you you know the first thing you went you know your answer the first place you went was we can bring this to our customers we can learn more and we can better ourselves and we can stay ahead of our competition like that's the kind of things that I think of um, when I think of being you know small business why is it important you hire me and what am I going to do to make this trade great again that's paramount there you hit the nail on the head for me and i have so much respect for people that are in those training classes they're trying to get better um outside of what is required of them i know here where i work uh, state of minnesota as a plumber we have to do continuing education annually and it's not you know 
the worst thing in the world. It takes a little time, sure. It costs a little bit of money, yes, but for a class, but that's an investment in yourself and it's required. So you have to do it. But then above and beyond that, learning about new technologies and then bringing that to your job, bringing that to your client and instituting that in your business. That's how I think we make the trade better. I agree. You know, my, I've had a, I don't know what, what the uh, turning point in my career was, but at one point I would say 10, 12 years ago, uh, I, I had a, just like this epiphany that it was, I have to know everything about this particular subject. And at that point in time, it was when I really dove into the hydronics industry um, or the hydronics, not the industry, but into the, the trade of hydronics and how everything works. And and I got to a point where uh, it was like, these are, this is the reason why the, the somebody that taught me that was hearing uh, John Barba say, I think it was something that his father may have said was those that know how will always work for those that know why. And that struck, struck true for, well, you know, it just, it just hit me and went, wow, that's, that's definitely true. I need to know why I already know how, cause I've been doing this for 15 years. I know how I know how to solder. I know how to, you know, thread pipe. I know how to do this stuff. I know how to put up hangers, putting the hang pipe in the hangers doesn't mean you understand why the fluid moves from left to right or right to left or up to down or whatever. And that was where my struggle was, is I have to know why. And in it, it was an addiction for quite a few years. I, I would say I've backed out of that a little bit, but I don't ever stop learning now. There's no end to that learning. You've created a habit. So you've got, and you've also admitted to yourself, you don't know everything. So your habit you created back then. And I, I think the timing was the same for me. I think it was the recession. Um, had a little more time on our hands to figure out some things. And one of the, I did the same thing. I, you know, and actually in the same place, that's really where we met. Uh, it was kind of like, yeah. like, uh, for plumbers only dating service, I think is where we met. Isn't that what it was called? No, <laughs> was I'm pretty sure that was by... what John, John called it yeah. first. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Our friend, John Barba, you brought him up. Um, he's the head trainer for Taco Corporation. It's spelled taco. Everybody wants to call it taco, but they make pumps, circulators, controls, things like that for boiler systems. But I know it's uh, maybe a carpenter's listening to this and says, oh, why are they talking about plumbing so much? And, uh, we're just talking about what we're familiar with and we'll, we'll talk about other trades as well. But you know, the, our friend, John Barba got us into training. We were interacting with people online for the first time and we were learning and, and you and I both young and are running our companies and younger than we are today. That's for sure. Uh, we're ambitious to learn. And I, I had a similar situation or a similar experience wanting to just know everything there was that I could possibly know. And I'm the same way too. I, I probably stepped back a little too far from attending free trainings, attending paid trainings, things like that, as much as I was at the time. Um, but I'm still open to learning all the time. And the knowing, the knowing how is important. Uh, to me, I, I equate it like this. So uh, whether you're a plumber or electrician or you're a, a carpenter building houses or, you know, commercial buildings, the how is that kind of installer mentality where 
blueprint says this boss says that we've got these materials. Uh, we've got these tools. We're just going to make it happen. And, uh, that's fine. We need people to install and that job has to get done by everyone, no matter your mentality. Um, but then there's the, the kind of the technician or the technical aspect of our jobs and of any trade, uh, where the knowing why is as or more important than the, the how the being able to do it is, you know, is, is important, but knowing why you're doing it to me. And I think in our business is more important, but, um, it just, it, it extends your skill set. It just lends to, um, more, you know, being able to offer more to your customers, just being well-rounded in a way that some, some people are happy, you know, not having those skills. That's fine. Uh, I don't, I'm not talking down on anybody, but, uh, I agree with you hundred percent, I guess is what I'm saying. The knowing how is great. Knowing why is super interesting and better to me. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's kind of became almost a, a life goal of mine, you know, as you, you look at something and you go, Oh, that's interesting. How does that work? And right. Like just naturally have to know. And then once I know, I'm like, okay, well, it's either a completely useless information that I may not ever use again. But if it ever comes up again, I know exactly or know, you know, with relative certainty, that's why that thing works. And, you know, it's, it's uh, definitely not led me astray. It's, it's been a valuable skill to be able to take, you know, tear something down and, and understand or de- determine how it works and put it back together and make it work. So. Well, if, if Instagram, for example, has taught me anything, um, is that it is never going to be useless information. There's always somebody out there that whether you realize it or not, uh, I'm using Instagram as an example because it's real in my life, but I get messages all the time asking me, Eric, have you ever ran into this or have you ever done that? Or how would you handle this? And I think a lot of times those questions are coming at me uh, and they're going to other people too, but they're coming at me and I'm thinking, boy, this seems really basic. It's not something that I thought was a, you know, I would ever get asked about because it, you know, to me, it was just part of my job and just something I've dealt with for so many years that I never thought twice about it. And yet there's people out there dealing with it for the first time, maybe just like I did years ago. So what you think is, you know, benign or useless or just, you know, oh, it's just part of the job. That information, that experience that you have, that skill that you developed working through that kind of situation, however useless or, 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 you know, whatever you think of it, it's not useless or whatever to anybody else. It's, it's going to help somebody. So that's cool. So then, you, you know, that brings me to my next point is social media uh, regarding the podcast, regarding Andy, myself, um, I just want to put this out there. This is, you know, I work for mechanicalhub.com. Like I said, as part owner, I have a partner, John Mason Brink. If you follow us on any social media, you see information that comes from both of us. And you see me share things on Instagram that John has created. Um, We have a lot of people that help us out on mechanicalhub.com. Contractors from all over the country world, in fact, that contribute information and help do things like tool reviews or bring us to their job site and show things that 
are happening in their world. And we get to share that with everybody in our world, which is really significant and exciting to me. Uh, and we share that information not only on our website, obviously, but we're telling people about it all the time on places like Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. And on any of those platforms, if you just type in Mechanical Hub, um, you will find us. You can follow us on whatever it is you like to follow, you know, whatever platform is your favorite. And Andy, you mostly reside on Instagram, right? Well, the thing I've found with Instagram is that it's it's really kind of tailored to my interest. And uh, I think I follow, I don't know, seven or 800 uh, accounts. And I like truly value like every one of those accounts because some of the stuff that these guys are putting out guys and gals for that matter, um, is amazing. So, uh, if you want to check out the things that I do on Instagram, you can uh, follow me at, uh, at Mick underscore plum and, uh, you can see what we do. Uh, mostly it's a professional page, but it's also the things that I do on, on a personal life to a certain extent. So it's, it's good stuff. It is good stuff. Uh, thank you, everybody, for joining us here on this first episode of the Make Trades Great Again podcast. Uh, just really rolls off the tongue, doesn't it, Andy? I am going to trip over that for a while until I've said it enough times, I think. But, Andy, thank you. Uh, I very much am looking forward to this. Um, I hope people will enjoy what we have to say, and uh, I'm going to wrap it up. Have a good day, man. Sounds good. You too. Make Trades Great Again podcast is brought to you by MechanicalHub.com, a Mechanical Hub LLC property. This episode was recorded on Zencaster, produced by Eric Ani, Andy Mickelson, and edited by Eric Ani. Original music by Neighborhood Nick and licensed for use via Epidemic Sound. Thank you for listening. Have a kick-ass day.